0: Previously on Myth, Tarot, Love, we examined the Two of Wands and Aeneas. Today's show will focus on the Three of Wands and the Epic of Gilgamesh.
1: Myth and Tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, wands, and symbols, and all of the above.
0: Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories. And new-aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And
1: I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm also now the nasally
1: one. <laughs> yes. Yes, I uh, I have gotten Biddy sick. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's uh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Fortunately, you sound better than I did, so. Yeah, it's yeah. more in
0: my nose than in my, like, lungs, so it's it's good. It's... Or in my throat, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well... That's good. through quickly. That way you can talk. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. All right. Uh, Well, we're talking about the Three of Wands today, Mm -hmm. and the Three of Wands is always a card that I, especially as a new tarot reader, uh, really struggled to describe because it kind of has a lot of meanings all blended up into one card that, like, that has actually like all of those three meanings. Like, make together. An, make a meaning together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, so the, the Three of Wands actually has three meanings. <laughs> go figure. Um, and all three of those meanings have, like, a super meaning, which is the Three of Wands. If, if you caught all that, you're awesome. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, so that's, that's the main reason why I think this is probably one of the more difficult cards to read as a new reader. Um, but there are some kind of quick ways to... Uh, to understand this card that kind of might uh, pass some of its subtleties, Mm -hmm. right? So we're going to try to do both. We're going to try to give you, like, a quick idea of if you get this card, what are you going to interpret it as? Um, And then if you want to kind of dive more into the meaning that is the Three of Wands, uh, we're going to go into that as well. (laughs) Um, First, let's look at the actual card. Mm -hmm. So... We have, um, a person in robes, uh, who is standing like slightly to the left of the card with one rod on his left and two rods on his right. It could be a she, who knows? Um, I'm just going to say a he. Uh, there's a lot of yellow in this card, Uh a lot of yellow and yellow is in the background. It's the sky. So that means it could possibly be either sunrise or sunset. Um, it's twilight time. (laughs) There's also a lot of yellow in the ground as well. It's kind of like um, there. It's like there's water that's reflecting the sky, basically. And I know it's water and not wheat because there are boats in the distance.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just figured that was like gra- like ground, almost like, desert kind like, of ground. Yeah, like no, sand yeah, like or, or
1: grasses. Yeah. It's actually water, mm. and you can tell because there are some boats in there. Unless it's right. like boats stuck in the sand, but I mm. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. that's just water. Yeah. That's reflected in the 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 waters reflecting the sky, right? Mm -hmm. Um, However, the grant the ground that uh, the person is standing on is also part green and part golden as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would say that you know. It's it might be kind of late August or <laughs> late autumn. Maybe it's around this time of year. Oh yeah. the grass is looking pretty yellow. It's looking very
0: yellow all over. <laughs> um,
1: not enough rain this year. Not enough year of rain this summer. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of like this idea of um, it being a little bit later in the year. So a lot of time has passed, uh, all, as well as the with the sky is also kind of an indicator of time having passed because. Um, it's not in the middle of the day. So normally this would probably be at like sunset. Um, it could also be sunrise, which would mean like time has passed because the, t- the night is over. Um, both like, so the color of the yellow in the sky definitely signifies there have being a journey that has been finished. Right. So if it's, if it's the sunset, it would mean, it would be like the day has finished. And if it's a sunrise, it would mean the night has finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's this idea that there is a finished journey as well as a new journey that is beginning, which is, once again, kind of that symbol of sunset and sunrise. I think it's also really interesting that we don't have an actual sun. Mm-hmm. In, or a moon. Or a moon. There's no, there's no celestial bodies. There's no clouds at all. It's a very clear sky. Um, this is kind of, to me, a symbol of there being no obstacles whatsoever. There's no clouds in the sky is normally a very clear sign of there being no obstacles. Um, the person is facing towards the boats. And in general, like since this person has these robes that are kind of more rich, like they're it's like he's more richly dressed, um, we imagine that the boats actually belong to him and that he is like a, some sort of business owner um and that those boats are
0: are always oh, like, like a merchant
1: like, like a merchant okay. yeah so like those boats have his goods that are being mm. sent off and now and he just needs to wait for the uh the spoils if you will to come back to him so that's kind of one of those um some some of the story that's kind of going on here um something else that's really interesting is that this person has uh, what looks like a, a slight crown around mm-hmm. their head um once again it's in yellow So, possibly gold. Uh, This also has a significance that they are kind of... Remember that crowns in tarot tend to be a symbol of uh, divine authority. Mm -hmm. So, that's saying that this person belongs where they are. This person has come for a far journey and they are looking off. They still need to wait to get all of that success to come in, but there has been enough success for them to get to this point, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah, it almost
0: looks like a diadem, A diadem. Yeah. Is that the kind of crown? It is and it isn't. Like, I would say it's a little different from a crown with the meaning that you give it, with the divineness. Um, Yeah. I know the kings and queens of Egypt, again, not the pharaohs, but, like, later, like, um, oh, I can't think of their term, but the... Um, ah, Ptolemaic—that's it, kings and queens. So like, that's a word I've never heard before. Ptolemaic. Mm. I'll talk about more <laughs> when I talk about um, Cleopatra. But that is what they would wear to signify their position as king and, and or queen. queen. Yeah. Okay, so it's like a position
1: of authority. Yes. Um yep.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But perhaps not like divine authority as much as the crown is what you're saying? I feel
0: or that. I could yeah. be wrong, but yeah.
1: All right. Well, either way, this person's definitely in a position of authority.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I think it's really interesting the way uh, the person is holding the staff that is furthest to the right. So the rods are kind of, are, are actually taller than the person uh, significantly, and like maybe a, a foot or two taller than them, uh, and they're holding the staff that is furthest to the right. There's a staff um, in, like in front of them, in between of the person and that furthest staff, and there's also a staff on the left of that person, that, which is kind of just freestanding. So I think it's really interesting that the person is being supported by the staff that's furthest to the right, because to me, um, the right of the card is always a, a symbol of future, okay. and the left of the card is a symbol of past. So uh, there is one staff that is on the left, so to me that's the symbol of how far the person's come in their journey, and they are leaning on the staff that is furthest in the future. So it's this idea that they are planning for the future and um, really depending on successes coming into the future. Um, So also I should really mention that the colour yellow tends to be a colour of power and manifestation. just generally, uh, when we think about the color yellow, it is the symbol of the, sh- the solar plexus chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a chakra that has a lot to do with manifestation and a person's will and power. And strength. And, yeah. and strength, yeah. Strength is a very big theme, actually, in this card. Um, so let's start diving into what does it mean when you get this card? Mm-hmm. Well, normally this card doesn't show up for someone who's just starting a journey. They have had to have come a little bit, like they. Is this is kind of like a little. They have, in, uh, yeah, it's a little bit into the journey, but the yeah. journey is definitely not over. It's mm-hmm. kind of
0: like um, the in race, like in the middle of things. Yeah, exactly.
1: In- like it's, you know, it's a time of rest almost. Like there's, they've they've overcome a challenge and had some success, and this card shows up to say you really need to be celebrating your success and now is a really good time to kind of strengthen what you already have so that you can keep getting more success in the future okay. as well, right? So, for example, if we look at the story of this person being a merchant, they've had enough success to be able to get goods onto the boat, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot to be celebrated, um, but then there's also the success of when those goods get sold and then they're finally going to get all that money back, right? Mm-hmm. So so there's... Uh, there's success now, but you're like still a really hoping for success in the future, and, there, as and well, also potentially. exactly, yeah. So yeah. this potential success in the future as well. Um, normally, there's still stuff that needs to be done when this card shows up, mm-hmm. right? Um, so another thing that I think is really interesting. So that's like one meaning. Um, another thing that's really interesting is that this person's alone, and I've always thought that was really interesting because uh, one of the other meanings that this card often has is partnership. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can even be a significance for like a a new relationship, uh, but often a partnership in business. Um, It's this idea that you've come so far on your own and now you need to get other people involved to help you. Go forward, go further. As well. Yeah. Um. In particular, the idea of having one other person who you can balance uh, all of your responsibilities with, um, and then another third theme as well would be, um, actually, okay. And well, before there, a part of the second theme of partnership can also be leadership. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a leadership where you are in control of everyone around you. It's much more of a balanced leadership where you're trusting other people to be good at their job. So, for example, the the merchant has hired underlings, if you will, to sell his goods in the boats. Um, he's not going with them. He's not to, going with them. Yeah. He has to trust them to be good at their job, mm-hmm. even though he is their leader, right? Um, so that's definitely part of it as well, the the need to um, succeed can't be done entirely by himself, and that card shows up to tell you that as well. Uh, and then the third meaning is kind of a combination of the first two, and that is this idea that you've come so far by yourself, and you might need to bring others into, like. So it's kind of like he's come, he he's made this journey by himself, and then. Uh, with the intention that he'll go back and show other people how to do how it. To get there,
0: okay. So yeah. it's
1: almost kind of like a teacher's role. Mm-hmm. So this idea of having to forge the path and then go back and find others to follow you along the same path. So that's kind of this mm-hmm. this idea of that leadership happening, but and also that uh, idea of having overcome a journey only to make another one So like all three of these ideas are all coming together for um, for this card right uh, And that can that can be really complicated to explain to someone all at once uh-huh. right um, yeah, so generally kind of the some of my tricks for um, for explaining this card to people when they get it, is I will say something along the lines of, oh, this card is saying that you've come really far, possibly by yourself, right? And uh, it was really hard. So you have so much to celebrate. So there's this idea of celebration which would be one of my key words. Okay. Um, kind of similar to the three of cups, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but less party, more like solemn celebration, like just feelings of accomplishment. Um, And also this, I would tell them... Uh, you might need to get someone else involved to continue on this journey, Mm -hmm. right? So I'd have that other idea of partnership or leadership, like getting someone, getting other people involved uh, in order to further their success in whatever venture it is that they want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Normally, this card shows up a lot for people who are um, like starting a business (laughs) or interested in starting... Or interested in starting something
0: like that, yeah. right? Like, Or have started maybe a new business venture or idea, mm-hmm. like the spark. Again, like the idea of the spark has already been there. Yeah. You've already kind of started things going. Exactly. And now it's like, okay, now to like really make things happen, you need...
1: Yeah, or it could also be like... I'll I'll use a health as an example as well mm-hmm. because ro- like the wands often mm-hmm. show up for health. Like let's say you have gotten so far on your own like you're you have this goal to lose weight right and you've gotten so far on your own and you've kind of gotten to a plateau right um this card could show up to say hey maybe it's time to hire a you know personal trainer or to get involved in some sort of workout class right like this this is that's a really practical example of how this card might show up um to talk about to talk about that Mm -hmm. yeah very cool um definitely a lot of strength is involved in this card um as well as the idea that if you have faced mistakes like normally just reflecting on them and uh also reflecting on how you overcame them so because there's the possibility that they might happen again Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so I would say those are those are all of the main ideas surrounding the three of wands (laughs) um yes so let's Let's hear a story yeah. that also has a lot of three of wands. In oh it. yes, I
0: hope I think yeah. I think it does have a lot of three of wands, but you did that very well and succinctly because it took me like I was saying a few readings of what the three is to get drop my head around it to be like okay, who the heck is this? <laughs> who, who has all of those ideas? All of these all ideas all combined into
1: one. Mm-hmm. So who
0: I came up with was Gilgamesh. Um, which I think most people have heard of the Epic of Gilgamesh. I've
1: definitely heard of the Epic of Mm -hmm. Gilgamesh, but I am ashamed to say I don't know much about his story. And
0: that's okay. And that's where I feel like most people are at. Like they've heard of it, but might not know any of the specifics. Um, so that's what I'll get to do here is obviously not all of it, (laughs) but some of his story.
1: Isn't it like one of the oldest stories?
0: One of the oldest written stories. Mm Mm-hmm. If not the oldest written story.
1: From like Mesopotamia, yeah, you okay. got it. I know a little bit, you got I know a little bit, it, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah. So first, as always, some some backstory. <laughs> yeah. So Gilgamesh was a real man,
1: real uh, guy, real guy
0: who ruled the ancient Sumerian city of Uruk. So right. Uruk, or one of those very old. Um, I hate saying that very old cities, um, yeah. but important in civil in, yeah, in the development of civilizations. Um, and according to kings' lists that were inscribed in cuneiform tablets, which were these um, tablets made from clay that would have these kind of wedge like um, symbols um, inscribed into them, which is basically, an ancient writing system, um, according to these lists, Gilgamesh lived for over 126 years, um, sometime... Like sun years or moon, or, like, moon (laughs) years? Sun years, apparently. Wow. Um, I mean, if that's correct or not, I don't know, but he lived for a long time. (laughs) Um, sometime around 2600 BCE. So, just to give a rough time, so, mm, almost 5,000, like... 4,500 years ago. That's so, insane. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. 126 years, eh? <laughs> I wonder what well, his secret was. <laughs>
0: we'll we'll get there. <laughs> um, he is best remembered for building the city walls of Uruk, um, and fragments recording details of his life and deeds survive in both Sumerian, Akkadian, um, Hittite, and other languages and scripts. Wow. The most famous of these fragments are known as the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is a story made up of separate episodes of his life and were inscribed on 12 tablets. So, first, we'll start um, <laughs> by explaining that Gilgamesh is, uh, was actually a bit of an ass. <laughs> wasn't the greatest guy. Um, he, so many of these uh, <laughs> epic people were, <laughs> huh? Unfortunately, yeah. He, um, he was the king of, like I said, Uruk. Um, so he was... Proud and mighty, and he overcame every challenger that he faced. Um, but he also abused his royal power, um, namely by sleeping with every virgin before their wedding night. Wow. Which which was common uh, royal mare, male right, unfortunately. Um, but um, finally the people of Uruk didn't really want to take it anymore and they begged the gods for relief. So um, Araru... Or, yes, uh, mother of the gods heard their prayers, and FYI, there's going to be gods and names that I'll be saying today that will sound different from mm-hmm. ones that I've talked about before, because they are Mesopotamian gods. Um, so and we normally talk about Greek gods. Greek and Roman gods, yeah. yeah. So, Aruro pin- pinched off a piece of clay and made a rival to Gil- Gilgamesh, someone who could temper his spirit. So, her creation was called Enkidu, um, who was a primitive man who wore his hair long like a woman, and his body was also matted with hair, and he lived in the wild. He ran with gazelles and ate grass (laughs) and drank at watering holes. Cool. So... Um, yeah, very primitive man. Um, so, like,
1: you have this man who is the leader of civilization mm-hmm. versus this primitive wild man. Exactly.
0: So, one day, um, a trapper saw Enkidu and was terrified of the man. So, when he came back, he told Gilgamesh what he had seen. Um, this wild man who was destroying his traps and releasing his game. Um, so, Gilgamesh um, had, oh, meanwhile, he had had a dream that someone um, would come who would actually be his best friend. Oh. So he's like, hmm, let's, let's see about this guy. Um, so they ended up coming up with a plan, which is kind of long and unrelated, but it's kind of fun, so I'm going to tell it anyways. <laughs> um, so Gilgamesh had told the trapper to go back out and to take a whore with him, um, and that when Enkidu comes to the watering hole with the other beasts, the whore should put, pull off her clothing and lay bare her ripeness. Oh. So, it kind of entice him there. Entice him with mm-hmm. her body. Yep. Uh, so, when he sees her, he will approach, um, and then they should reject him, is <laughs> the plan. Um, so, for two days, the trapper and the woman waited beside the waterhole. On the third day, Enkidu came. The woman, as planned, bared her nakedness, um, but not according to plan, Enkidu um, actually ended up making love with her, uh, for six days and seven nights <laughs> until finally. Well then. Yep. <laughs> well then. <laughs> until finally he was satisfied and he arose and went back out into the wild. Okay. hmm <laughs> I am impressed. Like a, like. Stamina.
1: Like a week. Yep. <laughs> like just a week.
0: Yep. But after this, sadly, he was changed. He could no longer run as fast, and he found that he was actually wiser and could discern things. Um, So he returned to the woman, and the woman explained to Enkidu that he was now like a god and that he should follow her. So, I don't know, this is where things kind of turn almost Tarzan like for me okay. <laughs> a little bit. And um, he learned how to.
1: Wild man, wild man. Tamed
0: by a woman. Tamed by a woman yeah. and by some shepherds. You know, they teach him how to eat bread and drink wine and wear clothes. Um, and then one day a report came um, from the city to them that on that night Gilgamesh would deflower another virgin that was about to be married. So Enkid- Enkidu leapt up and declared that he would challenge this tyrant. So he entered the city, and crowds gathered all around him, admiring his strength and comparing him to Gilgamesh. When Gilgamesh came down an alley, Enkidu threw up the challenge, and the two mighty men wrestled. and The walls shook and doors broke off their hinges, and at last um, Gilgamesh threw Enkidu to the ground, having won the fight. The rivals then got up and, filled with mutual admiration, embraced one another warmly <laughs> and began a lifelong friendship. <laughs> like Is fascinating, it? and yeah. that's the first bromance began. <laughs> the, fir- the very first
1: bromance. Uh, so, so he was created as his rival, uh-huh. and they fought each other and, like, respected each other's yeah. fighting spirits mm-hmm. so much that they decided they'd to be They're best first friends. going to be
0: friends, yeah. That's
1: awesome. That was a great story. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you. So, the reason, I guess, I tell this story in particular mm-hmm. is because, again, it does show his strength and the physical strength mm-hmm. of Gilgamesh, um, as well as his ability to be a leader and find creative solutions, because, I mean, yeah. a weird one, but... A kind of a solution to the problem that he had, uh, but it also speaks about partnership. And, um, as well as leadership. As well yeah. as leadership, and that he has, he found his equal and a friend.
1: Yeah, and that's what, I, I imagine that uh, his equal will help him find more success. Yes. Yeah, yep, that's definitely a yeah. uh, three of wands type of partnership. Exactly. They, one, yeah. One, yeah. Where, one with a lot of balance, where mm-hmm. they equal each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and they go on other adventures together, which I don't, I'm not going to talk about those, but... Um, today but they do they go off I fun. imagine it would probably take too long this is what I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm like I'm already gonna be stretching it as it is so yeah <laughs> that was one um but so I also wanted to talk about um Gilgamesh at the end of his journey because again with the three of wands that we're, we're seeing him maybe, yeah. maybe not necessarily at the end but at, at more of a resting place yeah I guess having overcome
1: great challenges already yeah.
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly so um yeah, and unlike the, or like the Three of Wands, he doesn't really reach his final goal. Um, yeah, he doesn't reach his goal, which is to find eternal life. Oh.
1: Is Spoiler, that why he lived alert. so
0: long? Mm, yeah. <laughs> A little um, bit? Kind of, mm, I wouldn't say why. No, we'll just we'll tell the story. We'll just tell the story. We'll just tell the story. Okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, despite him not becoming immortal, though, his city, Uruk, um, will live on and ensure the civilization of humanity. So that's, like, the... It ends well in in that sense. Yeah. So, on... I imagine there's a lot of babies who are related to Gilgamesh. (laughs) So, on Gilgamesh's quest for eternal life, uh, he roamed the open country, um, terrified of his impending death, just like everyone else. He's like, oh yeah. crap, I'm going to die one day, I need to fix this. Okay. <laughs> and I he, need to overcome death. I need to overcome this. Um, and he decided to seek out, um, give me a second, Utna pishtim. Well done. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> since he and his wife were the or- only mortals to survive the Great Flood, um, because the gods had transported them across the sea to a place where they enjoyed everlasting life. So many... Um, oh, What's the Where I'm looking for? In many myths, I guess you go there are many flood myths, so this is just okay. in relation to one of them. So
1: there's a lot of stories in mythology that talk about a great
0: flood? hmm mm-hmm. So Noah is not the only one, like, there are many, most um, civilizations will have a flood myth associated with them. Cool. So, just that out there. I think
1: that makes sense, because, like, if you've ever seen a great tidal wave yeah. that just washes everything <laughs> away, I think you'd automatically have that fear. Yeah. And more make a story about mm-hmm.
0: it. Yeah, it's interesting that there are some commonalities. Like, again, the bromance, we definitely see that a lot in Greek <laughs> mythology. Um, the flood, It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Exactly. <laughs> um Yeah, so, the, like I said, these two people were the only ones to survive. And so he's like, hey, like, that seems like good people for me to go and talk to, figure this out. Right. Um, and also similar to another hero, Heracles, Gilgamesh on his journey defeats ferocious lions and other challenges that come his way. Um, I wonder if Heracles was based off of Gilgamesh. Maybe, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of like cross and like cultural similarities, ties, and similarities, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry. So yeah, he, so he came upon a garden where Siduri, um, the divine beer maid, lived.
1: The divine beer
0: maid. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Like. Like, the first beer wench?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Suduri advised him to give up on the search, accept his mortality, and just eat good food and drink strong liquor, wear fine clothes, and love his family. Like, what more do you want? Yeah. Just, like, enjoy life. Which is a good, I mean, that is a good message. (laughs) Live
1: life to the fullest. Live life
0: to the fullest. Live, you know, what you have. But she could not persuade him, and he set out um, and found the man that he was looking for. So Utnapitsum uh, told him that um, that it was only because the, of the gods that they were able to survive. And to prove Gilgamesh's mortality, he suggested that he go through a trial. Okay. So Gilgamesh should, um, he said, should stay awake for six days and seven nights, which was the length of the time of the flood. Um, by doing this, he... Also the length of, of uh, a, a certain yep. person's
1: mm-hmm. lovemaking. Yep.
0: <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah. So if if he would do this, um, I don't know. I lost my thought. <laughs> so we were. If he was able oh, yes, to stay awake, if for he's the able to do this, he will show that he could conquer sleep, who was a brother of death. Um, but if he couldn't do this, then how could he conquer death himself? Oh, kind of how can you conquer
1: death if you can't if he, conquer sleep? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that was like the thought there. So Gilgamesh thought that this would be super easy, but he quickly fell asleep <laughs> and actually woke up seven nights later. Wow. Yep, yeah, didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> so although he denied that he slept, um, Napsim showed him seven loaves of bread that were in varying stages of decay and told him that he and his wife had placed a loaf of bread beside him each day to so be like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like he
1: was supposed to eat the bread every day to show that he was awake. I guess yeah. But he just slept he just through slept the, entire, the whole challenge. Like, He easily could have like faked that if he just slept at night. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep, silly man. Um Gilgamesh still had hope though that he may um escape at least the ravages of old age. So okay, if I can't become immortal, like maybe I can at least look young forever, kind of thing. Okay. Um so the man um told Gilgamesh of this prickly herb that grew deep in the sea. So it and its flower, which kind of looked like a rose, would restore youth to an old man. So Gilgamesh it almost sounds like the elixir of life in a way.
1: I'm honestly just reminded of tangled
0: yes <laughs> you know yeah, like the sunflower <laughs> oh I love that yeah mm-hmm. so um Gilgamesh he tied stones to his feet to drop down to the bottom of the water um surrounding the plant and then he plucked it out mm-hmm. um, he then cut the ropes that held the stones and bobbed up to the surface came ashore and then Gilgamesh set out for home so he had his flower he's good to go on the way, though, he stopped f- t- um, to bathe in a cool well. Um, a serpent that lived in the well, though, emerged and ate the plant, which is why serpents can renew their youth. Oh. Yeah.
1: So, like, they shed their skin because
0: they ate this flower. Yeah. And, it, and this. That's how they can look young and look eternally. As, the, as they age. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I always love, yeah, like, I love myths for like is there a way to explain things that happened in nature yeah uh, that just fascinates me to no end um yeah so Gilgamesh then realized that Im- immortality could never be his and he sat down and he wept um he then returned to Uruk and admired its great city walls which were his true achievement and he was actually finally at peace with himself after his long and difficult journey he engraved his tale then on stone grew old and died
1: Wow yeah. it's a good story <laughs> I I like this idea that there's this 5000 you know almost 5000 year old myth mm-hmm. about someone who's trying to conquer death right because like I feel like that's definitely something that every conscious person thinks about at some mm-hmm. point and even right?
0: youth like that idea of okay if I can't I, if I can't not die, then I at least want to look young for as long for as, as long I can. For as long as I can,
1: and yet it's that's still without like he still wasn't able to mm-hmm. achieve that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, we haven't changed. No, we really haven't. Like yeah. these are definitely things that people still care a lot about
0: today. Exactly. So that's why, like, when I talk to people or students or wh- whoever mm-hmm. about. They think, oh, you know, these ancient people are so dumb and yeah, so blah, different blah, from blah. us. and it's, it's like, like, no, they...
1: <laughs> they they felt very much the same way we do now. Mm-hmm.
0: there's a reason we still talk, like, talk yeah. about these tales and, and these um, things are, again, like, we see them over and over again and yeah. maybe told in different ways, but these themes are... Always there's perhaps prevalent.
1: a there's perhaps a um an argument to be made about its accuracy like 6 days and 7 nights. Oh, of course.
0: There's yeah, I mean I'm just going to yeah. I'm just going to say 6 days and 7 nights and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of yes, coconut but, water, and, but yeah. was it
1: six days and seven mm-hmm. nights?
0: <laughs> well, it's like I think. Um, was it the Greeks? I think the number nine. They'll be like for nine years or for nine days. He yeah. did this. It's just it's it's a um, formulaic way to say a long time.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like their their way of just over-exaggerating yes, whatever exactly. it was
0: yeah we say forever for like eternity or yeah. whatever we'll say like oh a million years yeah kind of thing. exactly yeah. when it's like well no obviously it wasn't a million years yeah was, yeah, obviously it wasn't but we similar. have different
1: different sayings for to mm-hmm. to describe hyperbolic yes, <laughs> like exactly time yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're at a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of time, <laughs> we are out of it. So we will come back next week with yeah. the four of wands, mm-hmm. which is very pleasant. I like the suit. It's so much more pleasant than the swords. Yeah. <laughs> Of course the swords are also very important because it's part of oh, life of
0: course yeah um
1: yeah so if you need to get a hold of us uh-huh. um, ask us some questions perhaps
0: yes you uh, it's on our show notes all the places you can find us we're instagram at myth love we have an email facebook group that we'd love for you to join um we also have a patreon account so if you guys would love to or if you would like to support us we would love that very much it's very easy to do it's only one dollar per episode and we'll give you a shout out on here and
1: still looking for some more comments on itunes yes
0: if if there's any itunes (laughs) listeners
1: out there we know you exist we can see your listens (laughs) but not you like but not you specifically because that that would be creepy Yeah, yeah, Um, you know, it would be cool if we got five comments before we got 50,000 listens, Mm -hmm. because that means I would win the bet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, so our words of wisdom come from the American Tarot Association today. It's a little bit longer than usual. That's okay. If you are in a position of strength, secure that position and enjoy the success it will surely bring you. Never let failure set you back. Learn from all your mistakes and snatch victory from the jaws of every defeat. Myth and tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, wands, and symbols And all of the above Myth, tarot, love